Angela Yee and Charlemagne the God. The, the Breakfast Club, bitches. <laughs> the voice of the culture. People watch The Breakfast Club for, like, news and really be tuned in. It's one of my favorite shows to do just because y'all always keep it 100, y'all keep it real. They might not watch the news, but they're on Twitter. They're on Facebook. They're, you know, they're listening to The Breakfast, the Breakfast Club. Get your ass up. Yo 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 Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ MV. Charlemagne the guy. Peace to the planet. It's Monday. Yes, it's Monday. Back to the work week. How was the weekend? Uh, weekend was good. They had a Source 360. They had a block party in Brooklyn on the street. They named after Christopher Wallace. So I was there over the weekend. We did a panel talking about health and nutrition and mental health since it's all related to each other. Uh, and that was fun. There was a lot of people out there celebrating in Brooklyn. That sounds dope. I was, um, shout to 50 Cent. 50 pulled off something I didn't think he could possibly pull off. I saw. Off. You had the pool party. 50 Cent had his uh, tycoon pool party. Shout to Ant. And I thought for sure, 50 was talking about it so much, I thought it was going to be a problem. I thought it was going to be a, a couple of fights, some incidents. But nah, very peaceful. He brought damn near every artist out. Snoop was there and performed. OT Genesis, Casanova, DeVito, uh, Trey Songs, Fabulous. Bow Wow. No, Bow Wow wasn't there. Um, trying to think who else was there in the building. Was uh, Bow Wow Williams? A Boogie. Wendy Williams didn't make it in. I saw, I, I saw a picture of her in there with Snoop and uh, her son, but then I saw the video where they said she couldn't get in. Yeah, she was at the lobby. She was walking. When I was walking out, she was walking How in. How could Wendy not get in? Uh, 50 Cent. She has a problem with Duh. 50? So why did she go? I don't know, because people are crazy. People think they can say whatever I, they want to say. And, I don't know. And, and, and <laughs> That's crazy People think they me. can say whatever they want to say to you, and know. then when you react, they act like they don't understand why you're reacting in that way. Oh, I, my goodness. I don't know, but she. I guess she tried to get in, thought everything was cool, and... Nah, they, she didn't make it upstairs. They said that, uh, I saw, they were saying that Bow Wow was banned. That's a joke, though, right? I did. I think that was a joke. Okay. But he was not there. Bow Wow was not there. I'm trying to think that I miss anybody that was there. Uh, Pop Smoke, uh, G4 Boys. It was so many people in there. Everybody had a good time. It was peaceful. It was a dope. It was really, really dope. It was the first time I seen something like this in a, at least 15, 20 years in New York's in the tri-state area. It was just nothing but peace. So that was that was a dope little show. Shout out to 50. I was in uh, South Carolina this weekend. I had my annual backpack school supply giveaway. I've been doing it for like five, six years now. And we we had a big fish fries. We had a fish fries. We had free fried fish and fried shrimp and french fries. And you got to give the little people a salad, you know what I'm saying, just to, just to balance it out. And then, uh, we gave out a lot of book bags, a lot of school supplies. Salute to Sprayground for supplying some of the book bags. Salute to Nala Simone for providing the soundtrack. We just had a good time in the country this weekend. Okay. Monks Corner, South Carolina. Well, let's get the show cracking. Front page news, what are we talking about, Yeezy? Uh, we are going to talk about these temperatures. There are record-breaking temperatures around the world and I'm sure you know what the cause of it is. All right. And we have a huge announcement at 7 a.m. Huge announcement. It's all about Powerhouse. We'll tell you about that in a little bit. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Yeah, yeah. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Where are we starting, Yee? Well, let's talk about these record-breaking temperatures. The month of July was the hottest July and the hottest month on record globally since they started doing temperature records. And so it's record-breaking temperatures, and they're saying it is almost entirely due to climate change. So for anybody who doesn't believe that there's climate change, clearly, as you can see, because July 2019 was the hottest July with the record-breaking temperatures, there's some issues. 
All right. And they said there's three big reasons why the global temperature was so hot. Uh, First of all, it's always going to be in July if that's going to happen because it's the hottest month of the year. Mm-hmm. And they said there's a normal amount of variability in the weather. And that was earlier this year, El Nino warm weather conditions formed on the Pacific, which caused warmer than average weather conditions. And they said greenhouse gas pollution traps heat in the atmosphere and that has consequences. All right. Now let's talk about Barack Obama. According to a report in The New York Times, they said that he repeatedly tried to get Joe Biden not to run for president. Even though Joe Biden invokes Barack Obama's name all the time, and according to uh, Cory Booker, he told him that you actually invoke President Obama more than anybody in this campaign. You can't do it when it's convenient and then dodge it when it's not. We still haven't heard Barack Obama come out publicly and endorse Joe Biden. And according to the report in the New York Times, they said first in 2016, Barack Obama pressured Joe Biden to sit out the race because he believed Hillary Clinton was the best shot at continuing his legacy even though he still did run. And now they're saying that Barack Obama is nervous that Joe Biden is going to embarrass himself or damage his legacy. Mm. Feels like he might be nervous for his own legacy. Like, I don't want people to think that's the guy I chose. Well, I mean, yeah, because you see all of this stuff that's coming out about Joe Biden's background. I mean, we already knew he was the author. I actually didn't know he was the author of the 94 crime bill, but then you look at the 88 crack laws, you look at things he said, like Barack Obama's the only black male he's met that's bright, articulate, and clean. You look at his comments from the floor of the Senate when he says, I don't care about the conditions that created these predators. Like, there's a lot of different things I didn't know about Joe Biden that make me look at Obama and say, why'd you choose that guy? Yeah, it makes, it makes people look at Obama a little crazy. Yeah, and there was one instance in 2013 when Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell said he wouldn't support any budget deal with the White House before his upcoming re-election campaign, and Joe Biden responded. Uh, and let's not forget, Mitch McConnell is the person who vowed early on to stonewall a lot of Obama's agenda as much as possible. Mitch, we want to see you come back. So that doesn't sound very loyal to Obama. Now let's talk about Jay-Z, because everybody is still buzzing about Jay-Z and his deal with the NFL. Well, now new reports are coming out saying that Jay-Z is going to become part owner of an NFL team. And they said he will have a significant ownership interest in a team. We don't know which team yet, but they said it's going to happen in the near future because he's a huge fan of the NFL. He already has a sports business. He's not an NFL agent. He does not take part in the operations of NFL players in Rock Nation, so he is able to do that. So he can do that whole team ownership thing. Now, there's also all kinds of uh, people discussing that conference, and people are still talking about what Jay-Z had to say during the press conference with Roger Goodell. I think we've passed kneeling. I think it's time to go into uh, actionable items. I think everyone knows what the issue is. And I'm not, again, so to be clear, I'm not minimizing that part of it because that has to happen. That's a necessary part of the process. But now we all know what's going on. What are we going to do? How are we going to stop? Because the kneeling was not about a job. It was about injustice. Let me bring attention to injustice. Everyone's saying, how are you going forward? And Cap doesn't have a job. This wasn't about him having a job. Well, Kaepernick went on Twitter and said, my brothers, and then he added Eric Reed, Kenny Stills, and Albert Wilson, continue to fight for the people even in the face of death threats. They have never moved past the people and continue to put their beliefs into action. Stay strong, brothers. And Eric Reed actually responded to a report from TMZ that Jay-Z is going to own an NFL team. Jay-Z claimed to be a supporter of Colin, you know, wore his jersey, told people not to perform at the Super Bowl because of the treatment that the NFL did to Colin. And now he's going to be a part owner. It's kind of despicable. I don't understand how people can be upset at Jay-Z for choosing to partner with the NFL but still want Colin to work in the league. If if Eric Reed and all those guys can work in the league, why can't Jay-Z partner with them and and own a team? Like, that makes no sense to me. 
Like we 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 rooting for people to have employment, black men to have employment, but we're against black men having ownership. I don't understand the logic. I don't understand the logic either. <laughs> but I but I would say this: if he had conversations with people saying him don't do stuff with the NFL. And then he did something with the NFL that looks crazy, but people are saying that's not true. So if it's not true, I don't see what the problem is. Some people have an issue with the fact that he was in conversations with the NFL for, they said, over a year. That's not true, though. Uh, I don't know. I can't imagine this deal just happened overnight, though. Yeah, I mean, it had to be a long conversation. They said they were flying cross-country to meet with each other and have these meetings because this seems like a deal that's been structured for some time. So started, Conversation started this past January. Okay, so eight, uh, nine months. Yeah, it was whatever, September, August, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, about eight months. I just think it's so stupid to choose sides in this situation. I see people saying F Kaepernick, F Jay-Z. You shouldn't want Jay-Z to succeed and actually make a change in the league for black and brown people. You should want Jay-Z to make sure the NFL allocates the money to different community organizations. You should want Jay-Z to own a team. Wasn't we just all rooting last year when Puffy said he was thinking about buying the Panthers? Like, I don't I don't get it. And we and we should want Colin to get back in the league. I don't understand why anybody's choosing sides in this situation. Yeah, do, we understand, do we understand why Colin Kaepernick might have some feeling about it himself personally, though? I honestly don't. I, know. I, 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 like, I don't understand the hate. Before the man is able to do anything, we're already talking bad about him. Before he's even tried or, or seeing what his plans are. Like, it just seems like if that's it, what we do. If Jay-Z and Colin were, were, were actual friends, or even if they had a relationship where they spoke often, Yes. But okay, I don't no, know what their relationship is. Not in this situation. Is. I thought they They've were spoken cool. three times in their lives. Oh, okay. I thought they were real cool <laughs> with each other. They've spoken three times in their lives. All right, well, that is your front page news. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent, hit us up right now. Maybe you had a bad weekend. Maybe you couldn't get in the 50s pool party. There was a lot of people outside that couldn't get in. Whatever maybe it may be. Maybe it's this heat wave killing you. Yeah, maybe your electricity bill is crazy because of this heat wave. But 800-585-1051. Get it off your chest. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Yo, what's up, Envy? What's up, Trav? Hey, Trav. Yee, what's up, Yee? See you at Yee Day. Hey, you know I'm going to be there. What's up, Charlemagne? What up, sis? How are you? I'm doing good, I'm doing good. Listen, can I talk about Marlon Wayne's new movie? Did oh, you see it? I started watching it, but I was so tired, I fell asleep. What did you think? No, it, it was actually, I got high as hell, and it was actually funny as hell. Those sex are those type of movies, sex man. Sex Well, that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah sex couplets, like, please go watch it. I thought it was going to be super corny. It was, like, corny funny, but, like, super, super corny funny, though. Like, really funny. <laughs> those are those type of movies you watch when you're on a plane or, or you late at night and you just start dying laughing. Yeah, I'm talking about, I was, like, it's just one character that he plays called Russell. That's the main one that is going to make you laugh. Russell, is, that the, is, is Russell a fat one or is Russell a little, uh, the small person or is he the, the pimp? Uh, uh, Russell's the fat one. Okay. That was the fat one. All, All right. right. I'm going to definitely watch it. Go watch it. All right. Thank you, Trap. Peace out. Hello. Who's this? Hi. This is Aisha from Brooklyn. Hey, Aisha. Get Aisha. it off your chest. Aisha. I actually was the girl that I never had. Yeah, my whole life they sung that. Classic. <laughs> on, guys. Classic. Another um, bad creation. I got something to say, but I'm scared that Charlamagne was smart because he a little crazy, but... I'm a lot I'm crazy. i anyway. Go. Right, right. So, um, I've been married for four years. I'm 30 years old. Um, and my husband is incarcerated in the feds right now. So, long story short, he'd be, like, tracking me on Facebook, on every type of social media. I don't know if he got people screen recording, whatever, but all oh I do is gosh. go to work and go home. 
That's well, he crazy. He got caught with a cell phone and they gave him a ticket. And they, so they took his business for a whole year, a whole freaking year. They took his business over the cell phone. He goes and get another cell phone, tracking me, talking about some guy I don't even know on Instagram, just all this stupid stuff. And I'm just like, like, what more do you want? I'm there for you. Your family ain't there. I'm the only one doing everything. I work and go home. That's all I do. I don't even go out. Mm. This man is on my back 24-7. I don't know what to do. When is he getting home? Yeah, but you got to understand, that's just all uh, called, that's jail-related stress. That's all. That man is miserable. Yeah, I know, and I try to. I know he's miserable, and I try to be there a hundred and thousand percent. I'm there for him more than than I, I'm here for myself. But I'm emotionally drained. Like he just be doing too much, always accusing me and making stuff up and just going crazy. Like so, I just don't go out. I just stay home because oh my God. I, I, really I, I wouldn't do that. But you do have to know where all that is coming from. That's literally only him projecting all his insecurities and fears on you because he's in jail. Yeah. That's it. It's not fair to you. It's definitely not. Right, it's not fair. So that's what I'm saying. Like, how do I go about it? Like, you know, because I do want to go out sometimes, but like, I want tickets to the Angie Martinez cookout. You I better even, go. I didn't even get the tickets. Girl, if you know me, you better, you better come to that cookout now. You better go. Go enjoy your I life. Get tickets in the mail yet. Where's that? What do you do to get locked up? Somebody snitching on him, his own cousin. Okay, well, but. What do you do to get locked up? He was, he was doing something, right? <laughs> what was he doing? <laughs> Listen, I don't know where he was going. I don't know. Oh, boy. <laughs> he wrote, wrote, wrote a paperwork on him, and that's how he got wrapped up. Well, Otherwise, he wouldn't have got wrapped up. Good well, answer. Go enjoy he, your life, mama. She ride or die right here. <laughs> Have a good one. Charlemagne, what should I do? What, with your man? Yeah, like, I think that you should. I, not just my man. I think that you should have fun, but not tell him about the fun that you're having. He's I think tracking that, her. Yeah, I think, he, he can't track her from jail. Yeah, I, I, I think you should have some me time to yourself. You know what I'm saying? But but he don't need to know all that. Turn your phone, my iPhone off. <laughs> you better get you a Samsung phone. <laughs> yeah, you better get you a droid. Thank you, mama. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? This is April. Hey, April, get it off your chest. I want to spread some positivity this morning. I want to thank The Breakfast Club for getting me through my past three years. Um, I work in uh, Arkansas, Trump country. Not a lot of people look like me. So, uh, just want to thank you guys for getting me through the past three years. So, basically, you're saying we're the only black people you get to hear from every day? Basically, that's the reason why I listen yeah, Basically. To mm. <laughs> thank you. That so, black effect is real. Um, but, yeah, so, like, I decided that I needed to make a move to get up out of there, and I finally found a way out. It's a very toxic work environment. So I'm still working on my business until I can afford to move on. Okay, Mama. <laughs> we'll keep working, all right? All right. So you you guys visit my um, Instagram at S-E-M-P-A-Q.com. Um, Angela Yee, I would love to send you some samples. Um, I created a feminine emergency kit for menstruating people. You know, uh, sometimes it happens. Yes, girl. I've had, <laughs> I've had plenty of emergencies. So I would love, 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 love to send you some samples. Um, check out my Instagram okay. at Simpack or my website at www.simpack.com. Thank you, Mama. Hello, who's this? What up, though? This is D from the D. Hey, what up, though? What up, What's though? going on, D? What up, D from the D? Do you like the D? What up, y'all? 
Oh, I love the Ulysses. Y'all got me. Good morning, Lady Ye. Good morning. What's up, bro? LeMain, for God. Shout out to Webby. Yes, sir. I called to complain about Jigger. Jay-Z. Jay-Z, yes, sir. I apologize. Jay-Z started off by saying, the NFL needs me, I don't need you, which is absolutely true. And what we they needed him for is to bring that part of the culture back into the fold. So him making that bold statement at that point and then turning around and being the choir director kind of makes it look, makes his stand on the whole situation wishy-washy. To me, he brought this negative attention to himself. Shout out to Sean Carter for grabbing that bag for his family. But at the same time, when you put that announcement to the world, to our culture, that, hey, we don't need them, they need us, and then you turn around and kind of, you know, turn tail. Well, listen, didn't the NFL prove that they need him by doing everything that he absolutely wants them to do? Like Jay-Z said, they, they, they're doing everything he wants wants them to do. So aren't they, aren't, isn't he proving that they need him? Yes, sir. That, and that's, that's the point. We also need him to stand bolder than what it seems like he's doing. Now, I don't know all the details of what he's eligible for, but they said they signed Rock Nation. That wasn't to, that wasn't to no, bring No, no, no. The Rock Nation partnered with the NFL. It's a difference, my brother. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You're absolutely right. But, but that, it's through the and the media company, the, the entertainment company, not necessarily for the social Injustice. No, it's for both. But why they, do we keep? Why do we keep? For your why do we keep opinion, knocking? It's, it's for both. The announcement was for the entertainment component and a social justice initiative. Like I'm confused. Hello, who's this? It's Cognac Jack calling from Detroit. What's up, bro? What up, dog? What up, dog? I want to tell my I'm mad at. They messed my data. My daughter can't even go on YouTube. Oh, they cut the internet off. The internet working a little bit. I was trying to, you know, black man don't cheat. What's up, Charlie May? Black men don't cheat. Hey, question. Do you love the D? Well, yeah, I love the D, but I don't know what D you, what you talking about. <laughs> what do you mean? Why you got to add something to it? Why? I'm talking about Detroit. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I'm saying. Hey, I be trying to go on Pornhub. It don't even work either. So, you know, I mean, that's, that's kind of hard for a brother. You know what I'm saying? You, are you more concerned about Pornhub or your daughter using the, the YouTube to watch her cartoons, bro? We're like both. Like both. Yeah, both of y'all gotta be entertained. I understand. Goodbye, man. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, who's this? It's John calling from Dave. What's poppin'? John, what's up? Get it off your chest. Good morning. Morning. Morning, man. It's a lot going on. I'm feeling real depressed this morning. I've been feeling the you know, depression is real, you know. Yes it is. You know, I, t- I listen to your radio station, but I don't never read her on touch bases on depression. You, you know, out your goddamn mind. I got a t- Look at my shirt, Steve. What my shirt say? Anybody even ask you to say something yet? What did my shirt say, Steve? Depression. Okay? And and you know, it says depression, but also it has uh, press on highlighted. So even though you're depressed, you got to press on, my brother. We talk about depression okay, all the time. Okay. I never really heard y'all talk about it. <laughs> we talk about it all the what time. Do you think, man. What, do you, what do you think the mental health conversations are about? Anxiety, depression, PTSD? What ways you think you can cope with it? Huh? What ways do they cope with it? I mean, I go to therapy. Uh, I do meditation. Um, I, I use CBD. I'm actually... I'm actually meeting with my, my, my guy, Senator Tim Ryan, later today, and he's going to teach me some new breathing exercises at a, at a yoga place. So, yeah. Okay, thank you, man. That's what I want to know about. Like, it's, it's hard, you know. Life is hard, and depression is one of the big things killing people. Yes, I would tell you to start with therapy, though. Yeah, you I think, should go see somebody, brother. Yeah, a lot of times when you're depressed, you just need somebody to talk to. I would go see a therapist, my brother. Okay, I appreciate you. Mm-hmm. All right, man. All right. Damn. 
Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. Now we got rumors on the way, E. Yes, Young Thug and YF and Lucci were going at it with each other over the weekend, and we'll break it down for you. Oh, YF and Lucci was at the pool party, too. I seen him there as well. All right. All right. Rumors up next. Don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. You know, guys, when you're used to eating clean and healthy, whatever you want to call it, when you put something in your body that your body doesn't want, your body will let you know. Because I usually poop at 8.30 every morning, but today I went at 6.30 and it wasn't hard. And I'm saying all that to say today is National Soft Ice Cream Day. I saw you had a Krispy Kreme donut last week. I did. And today is National Soft Ice Cream Day. So I just want to put that out there. Happy Monday. So it came out like soft ice cream. Yes, it did. Okay. That's what, that's what, that's what it reminded me of. All right. Well, let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Wendy Williams. It's this is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. All right. Well, Wendy Williams has been partying it up, and she was with Cardi B on Saturday. And her best friend, Medina, they went out, and she posted, okay, I'm done with this life. I'm frightened by the drama. Please recuse me. September 16th, Medina is the worst. Cardi B is twerking. My legs are on swollen. My son is here. Nephew Travis is, like, good. Right with his aunt. I'm frightened but happy at the same time about last night. Summer NYC. I guess they were out for Jason Lee's birthday. Yeah, I saw the pictures. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wendy has to relax a little, though. But, you know, I feel sorry for her because there's no place for the hot-grown women to go. Like, where, where did the hot, where, where, where did the hot-grown women ha- go to enjoy their summer? Anywhere. Hot grown women got to hang out with the hot girls. That can be tiring. Well, it looks like she's having a good time. Only thing is, she was supposed to do a show in New Jersey over the weekend at NJ Pack, and it was supposed to take place on Saturday, and she canceled that performance. Uh, yeah. Because she, she was probably tired. tired. Exactly. <laughs> My point exactly. But according to... Now, these are, according to reports on page six, they said that based on ticket avail- availability on Thursday, it seemed like very few people had purchased tickets. Oh, to her show. And she also has canceled other dates recently, too, in Detroit and St. Petersburg. No, that'll do it, too. Right. Now, she also tried to get into 50 Cent's party, as Envy was telling us, the tycoon party. Yeah, I I mean, I didn't see her inside. When I was uh, walking out, she was walking in. (laughs) I don't think she made it upstairs. I think she made it in the lobby. Okay, well, 50 Cent posted, you can't just show it to my party if you've been talking about me, bitch. Wait outside. (laughs) Other than the bitch, I feel him. Okay? Seriously, why would Wendy think it's okay to come out why there? Why would she pull up to that? I don't know. Like, they know they don't get along. Yes. They know they don't like each other. He's been taking shots at her all year yes, long. man. Y'all should at least have a phone conversation to make sure everything good first before you just scroll up to his party. Like, no, I don't blame 50 for that at all. Maybe she was going to just walk in and they would have just hugged and it would have been the end of that. Not there. She probably would have got hit, was sprayed with, with a water gun. Like, they were spraying everybody with water guns. Trey Song's was spraying me with 50 with a spray over the water. And I would hope Wendy uh, would do the same thing to somebody that was talking crazy about her. I mean, she, the cancer Don't in let her. her in the party. Yeah. Envy, did you have on a white shirt? No, I did not have a white right. shirt. Why do people do that? Why do people <laughs> do stuff and say stuff about you, but then when you react, when they react, they act like they're the victim. Like, why would you do that? All right, now let's talk about Young Thug versus YFN Lucci. As you know, Young Thug's album came out mm-hmm. as a surprise on Friday. Well, YFN Lucci posted Cap-Ass Album. And he didn't specify who he was talking about, but then he said, boy almost ished on himself in Lennox, no cap. Well, Young Thug responded and said to at YFN, if, it ain't li- if I ain't like what you do for your mother and kids, I would have been killed you. Lord then he right. posted a picture of YFN Lucci's car and put nice car. So was Thug at 50's pool party? Thug wasn't there. No, YFN, YFN Lucci, Lucci was, was there. there. That's what I'm saying. Where did he see YFN's car? Well, I guess this was over the weekend. So I don't know. Maybe no, this I was I thought that before. was yesterday. I thought the video was yesterday. Oh, I think it was two days ago. Was one of Thug's people at the pool party plotting on YFN? No. I have yeah. no idea, but then uh, Young Thug posted this. Don't blow the motor, let's get red, boy. 
Now, if you don't know what he said, he said, don't blow the motor, you little scary-ass boy. Like, don't drive off when we right, start Right, because he put nice car. All right, here's the thing, And he Negros. posted his car. Let me finish, though, okay. with YF and Lucci and his response. Now, YF and Lucci then responded on his social media by referencing Young Thug's girl. I got to hit Jared, so let him know I'm looking for him. I got that same soap. He said, I'm going to hit Jerrica, let him know I'm looking for him. I got that thing, too. Here's the thing, Negro. They play too much now. Uh, yeah, every day of your lives, the ruling powers are figuring out ways to kill your black ass. So don't help the ruling powers by trying to kill yourselves. Like, what are they even beefing over? I have no idea. It's been going on for quite some time. I don't even know how their beef has even started. But, of course, uh, Young Thug's girl, Carl, uh, Jerrica, responded and said, uh, tell your... I can't even read this because... <laughs> there's a lot of curses here. But she also said something about Regine. She said... Uh, how you got a whole beautiful girlfriend, but you so comfortable saying somebody else's name. I tolerate zero disrespect, and since you want to engage in hoe activity because you scary, I'm going to get at your bitch. Bringing a woman into a man's fight is clown activity, especially a bitch you have had zero dealings with. Sit the F down or man up and handle your business. If they beefing over nothing, then that means that that's, that's what they will die over. Like, everybody needs to relax. None of it is worth it. All right, well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right, now we have a major announcement. We're going to play Top of the Hour, and we're going to get that on? I'm going to do it right now. Top of the Hour. Right, let's play Top of the Hour, and we'll get into it. All right, hit the drum roll one time. Yeah, what are we doing? They never tell me the announcements because they think I'm going to tell everybody. Turn it up. Turn up drum roll up. All right, it's back. What, what is this about? October 26th. What is it about? Prudential Center, New Jersey. What? Powerhouse NYC is back. That's right. We do this each and every year. So let's, let's name some of these artists. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not going to act excited until I hear who the artist is on the lineup. Okay. Polo G and Little TJ. What they sing? <laughs> Pop out at your party. I'm okay. with the game. Okay, hey, it's gonna be all right, all right. So tuck your chain. All right, all okay. Right. I hope you, I hope you starting from, you know, I hope you building up to the big dogs, cause that is, you don't got me yet. Sweetie will be in the building. Okay, I like this one. My type. Hey. That's my type. Hey. That's my type. Hey. Okay. All right, all right, all right. I like that record. I, I like that. It reminds I always, me of a nice little four-year-old. What? Saying my type. My, my type. Uh -oh. That's my type. All right. Now, also, I don't know if I'm going to say his name right. I don't know if it's, if it's DeVito or Davido, but he'll be in the building. Ooh. I mean, okay. Hey. All right. I love this record. I can't remember what the record was. When you said the name, I said, I know he sings something African I like, but I couldn't remember what <laughs> it was. That's a feel-good song. All right. All, all right. right. all right. What else we got? Now, we're all the big old freaks. Megan Thee Stallion will be in the building. Yeah. Okay. Don't mind, gotta say that. Say that. All right. Should I take your love? Should I take that? I hope she got everybody coming to do this song with her, too. That might I be a nice like, surprise. I feel like with Saweetie and I feel like with Meg Thee Stallion, uh, it's a nice a lady-friendly affair. A nice little pop-out. All right. Hey, Boogie with the hoodie will be joining us from the BX New York. All right. Look back at it. She ain't never do this before, but she good at it. So she never made love, but she good at it. She makes me feel good. All right. Emmy, can you do that? Can you do that? You should have said Meg for tomorrow. I know you've practiced it. You should have said Meg for tomorrow. Hey, Bucky got hit. Yes, he does. But you still should have said Meg for tomorrow then. All right. 
Who else we got? Lil Baby and be in the building. Okay, all right. Like Started off as close friends. I like friends. where we're going. Somehow you turn into my girlfriend. All right. All right, now. Now, hold on. Now, you didn't name about six people. Now, I don't plan to be here all night, so hope this is over. There's got to be another baby. That's right. Late, the baby will be there. Whoa. Okay, Drop on the cruise yeah, bars for the 704, the damn it. Yeah, okay, yeah. so I already see the baby and Meg right. Stallion doing their hit song together, too. I like, mm -hmm. I like the Queen City in the building. One time for Charlotte. Now, also, Migos will be in the building. Okay. All right. Motorsports. Hey. Hey. Take off offset. Pop a like a court. Pop I wonder if they do their solo songs now during that set. Yeah, they got to do so. Yeah, absolutely. It only makes sense. And also. Is this it? This is the last person? This is the last person. It's better be big. Who we got? Meek Millie will be in the Hold on, wait a minute. Y'all thought I was finished. All right. When I bought her ass tomorrow, y'all thought it was raining. Flexing on him. Some like Papa on his finish. Double M, yeah, that's my T-Rose. This is a huge powerhouse. That's right. I'm not mad at this lineup at, at all. all. October 26th, the Prudential Center in New Jersey. Tickets go on sale this Thursday. Now, we got something special. Let me check my schedule, see if I'm available. In the mix this Thursday. In, oh, I should say this Thursday. In the mix today. We're going to be giving away a pair of tickets in the mix where we'll actually Already. pay your airfare, pay your hotels, and give you tickets to the show. So, so if you win. live in New York, there's no airfare for you. Yeah, if you live in New York, you got a bus or train, whatever it may be. <laughs> but during the mix, we're going to get a, a lucky caller, and we're going to fly you out. We're going to pay for your airfare. We're going to pay for your tickets. and all we? That. We, we all. The us, Breakfast The Breakfast Club. Club. We I didn't got know you. anything about none of this. We yes, got you. So that's <laughs> October 26th, the Prudential Center in New Jersey. Oh, that's amazing. And it's on a Saturday this year. I don't think we no, ever did. No, it's not. Yes, it is. It is? Yes, yes. it is. How you going to tell me no, schedule. it's not? Every we every year we've never done powerhouse on a Saturday, so this is really exciting. You ain't got to get up early the next day. Oh, the twenty sixth is a Saturday. Yeah. I know. <laughs> that's Hampton's right. homecoming too. I just want to put that out. And there. that's all courtesy <laughs> courtesy from our friends at AT and T. FYI. Oh yeah, because I'm in Milwaukee the next day. Yeah, I won't right. be I won't be at Hampton that this year for Hampton's homecoming because I'll, I'll be at powerhouse. Powerhouse. Yeah. I don't know. It seemed like they booked everybody but us. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yes. Everybody talk to me about this one. <laughs> you know, Hampton's homecoming. You know. I, do it every year, the last 15 years. Ah, but, you, um, don't, you don't need us when you got all that, uh, yeah, all that right, firepower. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's what I said, boy. All right. Front ah, page news, ah, let's get right into it. Oh, we gonna ah, play, we're not going to play a sweeper? Ah, no. ah, uh, let's get right into front page news. Oh, no? We're going to play a record? All right, we'll play the powerhouse thing. Let's go. Okay. Showtime. Get ready for the most powerful concert event of the year, Powerhouse NYC. The stage is going to be lit with performances by Migo. This Thursday at 10 a.m. at Ticketmaster.com. It's Powerhouse NYC, presented by AT&T. 
All right, I said all of that, but let's get in some front I know, page we news. did. I was like, did we just say that? All right, where are we starting? <laughs> uh, let's talk about this nearly four tons of weed that was discovered. That was worth about $2.3 million, mm. according to officials. It was a shipment of jalapenos that was coming in from Mexico to the U.S., and it turns out there was nearly four tons of marijuana hidden inside of that cargo. What happens to those jalapenos, by the way? I love jalapenos. I'm sure they're thrown out, probably. Why would you want to throw away all those jalapenos? People yeah, love jalapenos. Me pepper. too. I'm, I'm a big fan of those. What happened to all that weed? Oh, you know. <laughs> My daughter just asked me that yesterday. She said when police seize the drugs, what do they do with them after they use them for evidence? I was like, I really don't know. They probably I thought take they some burned home. them. Burn all that weed, we'll be so high. Yeah, burn it in their lungs. <laughs> <laughs> all right, now let's talk about uh, Donald Trump. He is advocating the return of more mental health institutions. That's his response to combat gun violence. As soon as he checks in, he need to be the first one checking in the one, goddammit. He said these people are mentally ill, talking about mass shooters, and nobody talks about that. He argued that institutions for people with mental illness who we can't let be on the streets were necessary to curb gun violence. So forget about stricter gun laws. Forget about the background checks. Forget about all of those things. Just build mental institutions. Nah, you need stricter gun laws. You need you background checks. You need the mental health aspect. I don't know why we dismiss the mental health aspect of it all. Though. Like, it's, And it's not just one thing that contributes to the gun problem. It's a multitude of things. But it's interesting that he says that about these mass shooters, but not about other uh, violent crimes that are happening. Just these mass shooters are the ones that need mental health. Everybody else got to go to jail. Donald Trump needs some goddamn therapy. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your front page news. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Now, Yee, what did you want to talk about? You said you were watching uh, some Bachelor show? Oh, no, no, no. I was watching 90 Day Fiance last night. Oh. Now, first of all, I don't know if y'all y'all both don't watch that show. No. Nope. It's amazing, and I highly suggest you'll watch it because the things that people do on that show, at first you feel bad. Like, man, he is spending all his money on this woman that he's never met before, and you feel kind of bad. But then you're like, okay, this is ridiculous. Like, Maria was not coming to see you. He spent. He sent her all this money. She kept asking for money. She would cry, ask for money, sent her money, then sent her money to buy a flight so they could go on vacation together. Then the day before they're supposed to leave, she did this a couple of times. She's like, oh, I'm not going to be able to make it. It's my mother's birthday. Keeps the money. And then instead of him cutting her off, he buys her a flight for the next day in hopes that she gets on it. And what do you think is going to happen? But anyway, the whole point of this is, have you ever been scammed? When you were dating somebody, has anybody ever scammed you out of some money or made you do things that you knew you shouldn't do because they was scamming you? But you were so in love that you did it anyway. And don't call up here throwing your Nigerian boyfriend or girlfriend under the bus this morning, okay? We're not here for that. There's definitely a Nigerian boyfriend on the show, too. Michael and <laughs> goodness gracious. Angela. Of course it is. And he definitely stole money from her. Of course It's not a stereotype. And if you, see what the two, if you see what the two of them look like. We all get the emails. He's about 30. She's about 60-something. <laughs> all right. Well, 800 <laughs> And she had him dressed in all this Donald Trump gear. What? And he was loving it. He loved the, Donald Trump. Is that the same person that beat up Jesse Smollett? Was uh, it those nights? My no. goodness. Oh. All right. Well, 800-585-1051. Have you ever been scammed? Call us up right now. We'll talk about it. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha God. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us... Yee was talking about some show she was watching. What's the name of the show, Yee? It's called 90 Day Fiance, and I'm shocked and appalled that y'all don't watch this show. Why should we watch it? It was trending yesterday, and it's still trending today. So, now, what happened on the show? What's the show about? It's about a, a lot of people are getting scammed on the show on 90 Day Fiance. Mm-hmm. And so uh, guys and w- women also are sending money to people that some of them they've never even met before. Uh, people that are trying to get their green card. So have you ever been scammed out of some money in a relationship? 
I haven't been officially scammed. Especially it don't got to be official, but you know when somebody got you. Yeah, not in no relationship. I mean, I've definitely had people tell me a sob story to get some money out of me, and then they turn around and defecate on me. But I've never been scammed in a relationship simply because I've been in a relationship with the same person for, for 22 years, you know? Um, I love Nigerian women, though. Never been in a relationship with one, but I'm sure that if I was, you know, that would increase the possibilities of me getting scammed. Oh, you Goodness. Now, I, I've never been scammed in a relationship. Of course, I've been with my wife so long, but... That's a long scam. I've been, been scammed, yeah, right? <laughs> I've been scammed with, you know, with, with people that I know that ask me to borrow some money and they say, I'll give it back to you tomorrow, and tomorrow is like five years down the line. I've never got that money back, but not, not in a relationship. What about you, Yee? Uh, have I ever been scammed? No. I've definitely... Um, one time I did lend somebody some money, and I wouldn't say I got scammed, though. I didn't get the money back, but he... Ended up dying. And, uh, yeah, well, yeah, well, that's, that's, not mean, a, that's not a scam. Yeah, yeah that's, that's definitely death. not a scam. He took that money with him. Now, listen, imagine a question. The person on the show is Nigerian, right? Well, there's one. There's a, multiple couples. Okay. So there's one couple that the man is Nigerian and she is a white woman. And he's doing this. Oh, oh that's not scamming. And he's only 30 years old and she's like a lot older. And if you see, I had to show you a picture just so you to get the visuals of what Angela and Michael look like on 90 Day Fiance. I'm not mad at an African scam and a white woman. You know what I'm saying? There's many resources white people stole from Africa. You know what I'm saying? All the, all the colonization they did of Africa. I'm not mad at that Nigerian man taking advantage of that poor white woman's credit card. I absolutely am not. You know what's so crazy about the Nigerian stereotype of them being scammers? The fact that Nigerians are so goddamn rich. Like, I know some rich-ass Nigerians. Jamaicans are doing it now, too. That's very big in Jamaica now. For real? Yeah, scamming, hell yeah. They they fight for the list and all that. What you mean, fight for the list? Like, they have lists of credit card lists where they actually have, like, people with good credit and people with limits on their credit card. Yeah. So they have lists that come out, and there's a lot of fighting and gang activity over the list. Who gets the list first? I would love to see the Jamaican email. Wagwan, brethren. <laughs> I am your long-lost ancestor. That's I have... actually what that movie Sprinter is all <laughs> about. It's based on the scammers in Jamaica. For real? Yeah, you got to see it. It's good. I don't think I got my scam when I, when I bought that leather jacket, and there wasn't leather. That oh, they... you were so mad. You bought, like, 50 of them. No, I bought three. I bought one for my dad, one for me. And <laughs> you, you know goddamn well, if it's, a, if it's a neon green and purple leather jacket, it's definitely Jamaican. Making a Haitian. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Hello, who's this? Anonymous. Anonymous. Oh boy, who scammed you, Mama? <laughs> At the time, it was my husband, but now it's the And what happened? Well, let's just say I put up money for his business, got a loan from the bank, and the business nothing happened with the business, and there was no money to so forth. So he scammed you out of money for his business, and you never seen him again. Oh, I saw. But there was nothing going on with the business, and the money was gone. Well, see, oh, that's man. what happens. When you when, when when you practice to deceive, that's what happens. All right. <laughs> Hello, who's this? Yo, it's Rich. What's up, man? Rich, what's up, what's man? Up, you got Rich? scam? Yeah, I got scam, man. $200 in Chinatown with the three-car Monty. Who got you? That's not a relationship. A, Chi a, Chinese, a Chinese person got you? Nah, nah, nah. They were set up in the in the corner. It was like three three of them. I always see people get scammed yeah, it's, it's, when they play those cards. Always. You never win on three card, Monty. Okay, I just want to tell y'all out there, you never win. And even if you do win, it's like seven of them, and you're never gonna get that money. I'm gonna be honest with you. You deserve that. Like that's like you can watch old school New York movies and know not to play three card Monty on the streets of New York. They do it on New, in New Orleans now. When I was in New Orleans for Essence, I see them playing three card Monty. You yeah. will get got. People are definitely on the corner thinking they win. can win. <laughs> You do not win, all right? 800-585-1051. Hit us up right now. Have you ever got scammed in a relationship? That's what we're talking about. Call us now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Yeah. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. 
Now, if you just join us, we're talking about what's the name of the show, Yee? 90 Day Fiance. Now, explain to the people what that show is about. Uh, so, it's people who meet up. They might have met on a dating site or on social media, and they have uh, 90 days to get married. And it was on last night, and mm-hmm. I just watched people you know are getting scammed. Like one guy, he keeps on sending money to this woman. I think she's in Russia that he met online. He's never met her in person. And she keeps on not showing up for, like, trips that they have planned together. I had an Uber driver once tell me a whole story about this girl that he was dating that he was sending money to. And he wasn't sure if he was getting scammed or not. And he never met her? He never met her. But he said he would FaceTime with her all the time. And one time he even went to go pick her up from the airport and she never showed up. And then she said her phone had gotten turned off and she needed money to turn it back on. Well, Angela, you just put me on to Angela and Michael from this show. What's the name of the show? 90 Day Fiance. The Nigerian brother Michael and his his, uh, white Nubian queen, (laughs) Angela. You know what I'm saying? scamming the hell out of Angela. Okay? I'm not mad at it, though. All right? 400th year of American slavery. He deserves it. Well, if you see, there was one episode where she gave him his ATM card to go to the... And then it drained out her whole account. By the way, if you give a Nigerian your ATM card, you deserve what you get, God My goodness. It. That's like playing three card Monty in the streets of New York. What the hell's wrong with y'all? Well, 800-585-1051. Have you ever got scammed in a relationship? All right? Hello, what's your name, mama? Novena. Hey, you got scammed in a relationship before? Yes, it was straight. Oh, my God, it was crazy. <laughs> what happened? I met the guy in um, All-Star Weekend. He was hanging out with the little lover, hip-hop Atlanta crew. His name was Director H***. Oh, boy. And um, we started kicking it, and he, I went to Atlanta. My son lives in Atlanta. And um, I ran into him. He said, I live in Atlanta, you know, whatever. So I was like, cool. So he came by and see me, whatever. We started talking, kicking it. Then he started inviting me to the um, video shoots or whatever he was doing. He had a couple artists, this and that. Running the game, I guess. I don't know. He do do the stuff. I thought he was cool, you know. How so much you gave him? I gave him $1,100. He made every freaking excuse why he's not coming back. His mother passed away. First, she was sick. Damn. In New York, we supposed to drive back to Atlanta. I'm gonna clean out my storage because I'm moving to Atlanta because I gave him 1100 to pay. Oh my gosh! The, um, yeah, to pay the freaking um, yeah. the um taxes on the house. He said he said it was 3600. Yeah. He said I'm in court now. And they said I can get my house back. I was like, okay, it. I can move in Atlanta anyway. Why don't I just give you this money and I can take one of them rooms? You ain't got to really get oh, no boy. roommates and. Shit. Yeah. Stop cursing. So I'm going with yo crazy, and and he's like <laughs> he's doing all these things, right? So I'm like, okay, I haven't been in a relationship in years, right? And red flags went up a while ago when he didn't show up a couple of times. I kept saying, well, he still seemed like all right. Then he invited me to the warehouse to do the show. Me, he was doing videos. He thought I didn't like that type of stuff. What y'all do, my son in hip hop or whatever? Oh boy! So, mama, he got you, mama. That's that's what you want to say. He got you. He got me, son. Yo, and I've been calling him, texting. Yo, you gonna send me my money? If we not gonna move in in the house, that's fine. Send me my money. Like, I don't oh, got forget. money. You can forget it. Let me, let me ask you a question. Isn't I, know, that... I know, but I kept calling, texting. He's like, yo, mama, I got you. This is how, how, how DT was doing it. He, I got you. I'm going to send the money. I'm doing a video shoot. I'm with, um, I'm at Rock Nation having a meeting oh, right boy. now. <laughs> <laughs> you hit him with that Rock Nation right. having a meeting. <laughs> People will be cool. Let me ask you a question, like ma. How, if you meet yeah. a man, listen to me. If you meet a man and he's acting like he's <laughs> uh-huh. a baller, he's acting like some he's somebody. It's not a red flag as soon as he asks you for money. 
But why is he asking for fifty dollars if he's supposed to be a baller? All right, all right, hang on, she's giving me a headache. God damn it! This, 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 this is people are getting scared. Let me tell you something. The girl Maria, a ninety-day fiance, the first time she was supposed to come, she said her country was at war. Oh and she couldn't goodness. come. And then the second time, she said it was her mother's birthday, the day before she was supposed to leave. I ain't gonna lie, man. Sometimes I hear from my own people, and I'm like, we need to build a, a wall around the black community, man. My goodness. To be honest with you. All mm-hmm. right. Well, what's the moral of the story? The moral of the story is uh, don't date Nigerians. I don't know what the moral of the story is. There's <laughs> <laughs> some Nigerians out there that's not scamming. I love Nigeria. Listen, I love Nigerians, okay? I'm actually going to Nigeria in December. That's why I don't understand the whole scamming thing, because I know some balling-ass Nigerians. Well, listen, the, Maria from the Ukraine is definitely scamming also. She's scamming Caesar. Where's she from? Everybody, the Ukraine. That's Russia, right? Yes. Exactly. <laughs> that is Russia, right? Yeah. What's exactly mean? Them Russians are scammers too, <laughs> goddammit. That's what exactly the hell are you talking about? Listen, stop just giving money to people who you don't even know. That's what I have yeah, to say And the IRS don't it. call you either. Like, if the, FYI, the IRS we all got, we got scammed up here. We did get scammed. Oh, we definitely got scammed. <laughs> <laughs> I know I've been scammed. We got scammed out of somebody as a, major as a collective. Wagwan, Bradrin. Wagwan, Bradrin. As a collective. Well, we got rumors on the way. <laughs> yes, let's talk about an R&B artist who is being accused of abandoning his children. <laughs> we'll tell you how he responded to these allegations. Yo, have you ever Googled African scams? The first thing you say is, why do so many scams come from Nigeria? Another one is, undercover with Nigerian scammers. A scam story seven. Nigerian scam. Scam watch. <laughs> this, is, this is crazy. Nigeria dating scams. I'm z- Nigerian con artists have new ways they're using to steal your cash. African romance scams. We have to stop this. I don't like this negative stereotype of Nigeria. Avoid Ghana and Nigeria fraud. <laughs> Ghana scams. This is all bad. All right, we got rumors on the way, ye? Uh Yes, I just told you. Oh, all right. That was a scam. Keep it locked. This is the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Do we have to start saying uh, Powerhouse NYC artist, the baby? Yes, Since we he's do. Performing at Powerhouse NYC. That's right. Tickets go on sale this Thursday. Thursday. This Thursday. Why they don't go on sale today? That would make more sense, I thought. But, <laughs> but if you know people have ADD nowadays. If you make big announcements, you got to go get them right then and there. Right. But Migos, Meek Mill, the baby, a boogie with the hoodie, little baby, Devito, Megan Thee Stallion, Sweetie, Polo G, and Lil TJ. So tickets you sure go. Tickets ain't on sale now. No Thursday. Tickets Thursday. go on Thursday at 10 a.m. So why are we announcing it Monday morning at 7 o'clock? So you could get your finances ready? Man, please. So you can get them tickets together? Well, we will have some tickets to give away during the mix. We'll be uh, giving away somebody some tickets. We'll fly you here. We'll pay for your hotels and the tickets to the show. You so. sound nice. Yeah, I don't, so know who this cool. I don't know who this we is. The Breakfast Club. Oh, okay. We're, we're all taking a little uh, percentage and we're paying. We're taking, right. We get a percentage? Sure. No, we're taking a percentage of whatever it's going to cost. 3, 3, 33, 33, and 33, and we're going to pay for it. There's still 1% left. Well. I'll do that part. You do that part. <laughs> All right. Well, we got rumors on the way. What are we talking about? Uh, let's talk about somebody who secretly got married over the weekend. It's not a secret anymore. It's not a secret anymore. All but right. They, when it happened, it was. We'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. Gossip. The rumor report. Gossip. With Angela, Angela Yee. It's The Rumor Report. The Breakfast Club. Well, Brian McKnight's children are 
accusing him of basically being a deadbeat dad. Wow. Now his son, Brian Jr., posted, I can't imagine abandoning my children, man. It's not too hard to imagine the psyche of a man who can truly just turn his back on his actual sons, on his actual blood and creations. It's mind-boggling to me. I don't think there is any situation that merits the way my father has chosen to treat my brother, my sisters, and his grandchildren, one of which is firstborns, firstborn son who also bears our name. It's insane to me to have absolutely no empathy for the type of life to be introduced us to, only to become to resent us for that life catching up with us. It breaks my heart. He went on to say that he is not letting this ish slide and that he's tried to take the high road, but he's done doing that. In addition, Brian McKnight's daughter, Bree, also did an Instagram post. I grew up thinking that the things that happened to me in my dad's relationship was my fault. I grew up thinking that he doesn't want to come visit me because he doesn't love me. Mm. Now, Brian McKnight is saying that their accusations are heinous, and he posted a video as well on his Instagram page saying that he's always been a good dad and he has never missed a child support payment in his life. Well, that doesn't have to do a good dad missing a child support payment. Being a good dad is being there in this kid's life. He has his own theory on why his son called him out. The reason why, I suppose, is because I have a new family, and I guess this stems from a post that I made the other day about my son, Jack, who I'm very proud of, which isn't to say I'm not and haven't been proud of my other children, but I was proud of this one for the things that he did that day. Anyone who knows me knows, over the last 30 years now, as a matter of fact, that I've been there for my children every step of the way. Until recently, and let's be clear, my two sons are 30 and 27, not 12. I mean, you know, this is a sad situation. This will make you turn on one last cry and, well, cry. All right. Now, he also goes on to say that his two sons treated his wife terribly, even though she got them jobs at the hospital where she worked. And he also says that he heard his daughter, Bree, was having an inappropriate sexual relationship with an older cousin, and the family cut him off from contact because they didn't want him involved. (laughs) Now, here's what else Brian McKnight had to say. I've never missed a day of child support. I've always been there. I've always been there with advice. And I've always been the one that tried to to help them achieve whatever dreams they were wanting to reach out for. I guess one of my only faults is that I gave my children everything that I didn't have in the hopes that they would appreciate it, because I know how much I would have appreciated it. When I stopped doing that for them, BJ was 25 and Nico was 22. And it wasn't like I completely cut them off. When I put them out of my house, I gave them an apartment for two years. And I said, guys, this is the time to grow up. At the end of those two years, they hadn't done any of it. I've always answered the phone when they call it. If they DM, I DM them back. I give them child support. <laughs> what else do you want from me? What else do you want from Jeez. me? Jeez. Okay, I told him you only had until he was 18 years old and it was over. Yeah, two more right? years. Yeah, two more, I've got two years. Hey, you so ain't you, grow up. You're on your own. Who do you believe? I even extended the lease after 18 and I gave them two more years to get that together. Okay? You guys like, remember when he did a porn geesh. song? No. Are these kids from, are these kids from like a wife? Oh, oh. Uh, it's a, obviously a previous relationship because he just what got married. What kind of relationship, though? Is it, was it a wife oh, or some know. woman that he met backstage after a show or just some woman he was smashing? It don't it, it don't sound like he was really present. I, I understand why his kids would be a little upset. I mean, his yeah. daughter said that he hasn't called to wish her a happy birthday in years. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm just looking through his Instagram now. I've seen the, the, the kid Jack, and they got him a new car, and I don't see any, any of the other kids. I would feel the way, too, if I was his son. I'm always on time with my child support. <laughs> okay. How much more of a father do I need to be? Oh, God. Jesus Christ. Some guys don't even do that much, but you can understand why your kids feel away about you if you're not calling on their birthdays or anything. Yeah, that'll or hurt. being involved in their lives. That'll burn a little Why bit. isn't Brian McKnight performing at Powerhouse? <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe y'all don't remember when he did that porn song. No, yeah. Show you how your vagina works. 
Oh, I do remember. You don't that remember song. that? I do remember no. something like that. Ooh, it was a good song. All right. All right. We've been talking about Brian McKnight too. Now let's talk about Kanye West. He did Sunday service <laughs> on say, the road. Brian McKnight's new single is called When I'm Gone, by the way. I just want to put that I'm out gone. there. When I'm gone. This kiss. When I'm gone, damn it. Goodness gracious. All right. All right. So Kanye did his uh, Sunday service in North Hollywood. He actually went to the California Worship Center. He went there at about 11 a.m. and he did a musical church service till about 2 p.m. And he bought people out like Black China, Tori Kelly, Gwen Stefani, Scooter Braun showed up, and he bought a lot of people with him as well. I saw people complaining about Black China being there. I'm like, why? Why can't she be at church? Ain't that what she needs? Yeah, aren't you supposed to accept everybody in exactly. church? Exactly. <laughs> Uh, all right, Juicy J has announced the Three Six Mafia reunion shows. Okay, he went on Instagram and posted Three Six Mafia reunion tour tickets on sale next Friday, August twenty third at Lander Center. That's in Memphis, so you can go go there and see the Three Six Mafia return. Also on that bill, DMX, Bone Thugs and Harmony, and he's also going to have the original Hypnotized Camp Posse members like Crunchy Black, Gangsta Boo Project, Pat Lil White, and LaChat. And also, uh, yeah. in addition to that, he'll also be performing <laughs> Atlanta One's Music Fest. That's with T-Pain, uh, Gucci Matrix, Daddy, Uncle Luke, Tory Lanez, and others. And they'll be at Loud Records' 25th anniversary celebration. Uh, this is when all your aunts and uncles can go to these shows and realize how terrible their music is aged, goddammit. <laughs> how stupid we look out there still getting turned up to that type of stuff. All right, and congratulations <laughs> to The Rock. He got married over the weekend. Did y'all know that? Nope. He officially got married to his longtime love, Lauren Hashian. They had a romantic Hawaiian ceremony. And congratulations. There's wedding photos. If you have Revolt TV, you can see the two of them okay. looking incredibly happy. Who was invited? For their wedding day. We weren't. I know that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure how many people were there at that wedding. It was clearly a surprise. They've been dating mm -hmm. since 2008, so it's been a long time coming. 11 years later. Another thing The Rock did over the weekend is there was a cover story for Us Weekly that referred to him as Hollywood's nicest guy. Well, The Rock went on Instagram and said, Cheers and thank you, Us Weekly, for putting this kid on your cover. I've traveled a very long road from having seven bucks in my pocket to these pretty amazing headlines. I take nothing for granted and treat success as it has to be earned every single day. And thanks for calling me Hollywood's nicest guy. But I give that crown to my good buddy, Tom Hanks. He's much nicer and cusses much less. Truth is, it's nice to be important, but it's more important to be nice. Tom Hanks, greatest actor of all time. And apparently a nice guy. I know one day, I can't wait to go to a 3-6 show and embarrass my kids. And in those shows, like they, they'll be a reminder of why you can't really be mad at your kids for what they listen to. Have you ever heard old 3-6 Mafia? Sure have. Imagine mm -hmm. being 40-plus years old and slob on my knob, come on, and you just like lose your damn mind. When I say weak-ass, you say weak-ass. I bet you won't hit a mother effort. Hit a mother effort. Come on now. Yeah, that sounds stupid when we're at this it age around. now. People have been sampling slob on my knob but that's what to I'm this saying. day. But imagine, say imagine chastising your kids over the music right. they listen to, and then you say, let's go to a 3-6 show, and they're like, Mommy, this is what you was wilding to? <laughs> yeah. You know, this reminds me. I have a great picture of Juicy J actually eating corn on the cob. And it always reminds me of that song. By the way, I love that record, but it really makes no sense because you would never, yeah. ever want a woman to slob on your knob like it was corn right. on the cob. We're going to get in trouble today. I have corn a Corn on the cob. You know, you think about how you, you bite into a corn it. on the cob. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You wouldn't want that. The corn cobs get all stuck in your teeth. Okay, guys. Let's play slob on my knob right now. That when you go to <laughs> <laughs> I said it five minutes ago. I don't know if you can say it. Let's just stop saying it. Can you you can't lick on a doorknob? Oh, <laughs> What's wrong with you, Drum? You can lick on a doorknob. All right, play some music and do your job. <laughs>
You finished, E? Well, yes. All right. That is your rumor report. <laughs> well, I'll just decide I really do want to hear that record right now. <laughs> I thought you were going to say I really do want to slob on you. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. All right, guys. All right. Donkey today is coming up. We give yes. that donkey to. Uh, four after the hour, let's talk about uh, people being ungrateful. Let's talk about people having a lack of gratitude. Why don't we? <laughs> a young man named Akash needs to come to the front of the congregation. We need to have a word with him. All right. We'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Charlemagne, say the gang. Donkey, other day. Donkey. <laughs> it's time for Donkey of the Day. Donkey of the Day does not discriminate. I might not have the song of the day, but I got the Donkey of the Day. So if you ever feel I need to be a donkey, man, <laughs> hit me with the heat. Uh, yeah. It's the Breakfast Club, bitches. Who's Donkey of the Day today? Well, Donkey of the Day for Friday, August 19th, goes to a young 22-year-old man named Akash. He's from northern India. Uh, the reason I'm giving this young man Donkey of the Day is because it's a teachable moment. All right? It's one thing that grinds my gears. It's a person that doesn't appreciate their blessings. All right? Uh, see, gratitude is my attitude, and I'm thankful for everything. Maybe it's because I come from a dirt road in Mons Corner, South Carolina. Grew up in a single-wide trailer. So when you come from the bottom, you're usually grateful for everything. So it really pisses me off when I see people not appreciating the blessings that God has given them. All right? Now, Akash is 22. Uh, he, clearly, he comes from a privileged situation. Clearly, his folks have some type of money because for his 22nd born day, Akash was gifted with a car. Oh, boy. Not just that. not just any type of car, but a BMW M3. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't buy vehicles like that, but I do know a BMW has historically been a black man's wish. All right? That's not a cheap car, is it, Envy? Not at all. All right? That's the kind of car a lot of brothers and sisters dream of having. And at 22 years old, many people from my era probably couldn't get that unless we was slinging crack rocks and had a wicked jump shot. But this little spoiled-ass 22-year-old grown-ass boy got one just because it was his B-Day. But let me tell you something. Akash didn't want that BMW. Akash wanted a Jaguar. Mm-mm-mm. So instead of being grateful for what he received, he decided to do this to the BMW. Let's go to uh, Queen Gail King for the report, please. This is a 22-year-old man from India. He received a brand-new BMW as a birthday gift. He wasn't happy with it because he wanted a Jaguar. So what did he do? He pushed the BMW into a river. What? His parents said that, you know, there was a question about should they press charges? No, there will be no charges. The parents say they believe their son has mental health issues, which is what I might say, too, at this time. Sounds like affluenza. Now, uh, I don't believe in physically disciplining your kids, but this isn't no kid. This is a 22-year-old grown-ass man. This 22-year-old grown-ass man can get these hands. In fact, if, if I was his daddy, I would have taken him down to that body of water and made him jump in the river to go get the car. All right? Now, the young man's parents, uh, you know, they, they are making excuses for the child. They said their son suffers from psychiatric issues, as you heard Gail King just said, and that he never demanded a Jaguar. They also claimed that the car had fallen into the canal when Akash had swerved to avoid hitting an antelope. An antelope. Okay, well, if this is true, then why wasn't a caution to BMW when it fell into the water? If you was driving and you swerved uh, out of the way of an antelope, you'd have been in the car as well. Now, I grew up a Jehovah's Witness, so I don't celebrate B-Days, B but I know at 22 years old, my black ass was not receiving a car of any kind, especially not no damn BMW. What'd you get on your 22nd birthday, Angela Yee? Uh, nothing. Envy, what'd you get on your 22nd birthday? <laughs> uh, a check, man. Probably some underwear. I think my mom got me some underwear. My See? parents always just give me money. See? See what I'm saying? Uh, Akash doesn't understand. What he doesn't understand is that he should always be thankful for what he has because his life is someone else's fairy tale. You know, there's somebody out there right now busting their ass to save up money to buy that same BMW. Now, I don't know if this young man has mental health issues, but I do know that thank yous, uh, gratitude to me, is the highest form of thought. All right? And gratitude is happiness doubled by wonder. This kid is not happy, and he has no wonder. The reason he has no wonder is because he's clearly spoiled. He's used to too much. This is one of my biggest fears 
kid as a parent, showing your kids so much that they aren't ever impressed by anything. As a father of three daughters, I want to instill that in them so they aren't ever impressed by any of these ashy-ass Negroes, but I, I, I still want them to be surprised at things and admire things, and I definitely want them to have gratitude so they can be happy. All right? Akash has no gratitude, so clearly he's not happy. And unhappy people do things like push cars that are gifts into bodies of water simply because they don't want them. Gratitude is riches, complaints are poor. Akash, you, sir, are piss poor. Please give this young man Akash the sweet sounds in the Hamiltons. Oh, now you are the donkey of the day. Too. Jaguars are trash ass cars, by the way. I had one for a body, yeah. I had to get rid of it. I well, bought so many right. goddamn tires for that Jaguar. <laughs> All right. And plus, that's just not me. All right. So I'm driving a 2014 uh, Chevy Tahoe mm. with uh, 173,000 miles on it. That's mm -hmm. fancy. Yep. All right. And then he taped it himself. What do you mean he taped it? He taped, he videotaped him pushing the thing in the Exactly. Oh, all, 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 all the more reason that the parents sound foolish talking about he was driving the swerve of a goddamn antelope. Oh, my goodness. All right. What a jerk. All right, well, thank you for that donkey today. Up next, Aida Rodriguez. Aida Rodriguez. Oh, that's it, Aida? Aida. Yeah. Aida. Yes, her name Aida, is Aida. 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 She is a comedian. She's on uh, Tiffany Haddish's new Netflix special, mm -hmm. They Ready. I was watching that this weekend, by the way. Hilarious comics on there. Like, I was uh, filming something that I have to do a series, and... While we were all in between getting makeup and stuff, we were watching that, and everybody was dying laughing, coming from other parts of the room and everything. Yeah, okay. I don't think Tiffany's getting enough credit for this because, you know, uh, she, she, she could have easily just taken a check from Netflix to do her own stand-up special, but instead she decided to get a check from Netflix and put six of her people on. You okay. know what I mean? So the special is called Day Ready, and Ida Rodriguez is um, on the special, and she's great. All right, we'll talk to her when we come back. Don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building, Ida Rodriguez. Damn, am I going to make no noise? Oh, wow, y'all. I, I thought it was going to be a celebrity wow. whores. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. <laughs> now, Ida Rodriguez is on Tiffany Haddish's new Netflix special, They Ready, which is on Netflix right now. What made you want to pursue a life of comedy? I've always wanted to be a stand-up comedian. Um, you know, Tiffany and I talk a lot about our traumas mm -hmm. and as people of color, we use comedy to heal. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we had to make fun of the stuff that happened to us. We couldn't afford therapy. So you and Tiffany Haddish were friends before doing this special. Absolutely. We've been friends since I started doing stand-up. Nice. She's one of my closest friends in comedy and in life. And I love her. <laughs> I just love her. Her grind was real, too. So what was it like for you when you first got started in comedy? Because she talks a lot, and we read her book about how difficult it was. So what were some of the things that you had to go through to get to where you are now? So because I did not choose to sleep with people to get where I needed to go, wow. I was really hard. Yeah, it's a reality. Um, she was one of the first people that I met who said, don't sleep with any of these comedians. <laughs> she was like, don't, don't end up on the stage. Um, I had to work really hard. I had to prove myself as a woman of color. Mm -hmm. You know, I claim my blackness. I'm Afro-Latina. I'm Puerto Rican. And I was very not embraced by the Latin community, not embraced by the white community um, in comedy. Like, I had to find my own way being who I am because there's never been anything like me before. You know, the Latinos 
they, they try to assimilate into white culture because there's such a penalty for being urban in comedy. But mm-hmm. what they don't realize is that all comedy comes from blackness. Right. It comes from the hood and it comes from the ghetto, just like fashion and everything else. Mm-hmm. So I had to work. You know, I had to really work. I worked six, seven days a week. I was on stage on Thanksgiving. I was on stage on Christmas. Tiffany is my mentor in comedy. I'm older than her. But she was like, we got to grind. We got to grind. No days off. Mm -hmm. And thanks to her and her teaching me how to get that money, um, I believe that I've created a career for myself where I don't have to have a day job. Did a lot of guys try you when you said that she told you don't sleep with anybody? Was it a lot of comics like, yo, I'm just saying, like... Oh, yeah. I mean, the the male comedians... I'm just going to be honest. Please. Comedians are... Usually the corny people from high school, right? <laughs> Can we be like the uncool guy that had to learn how to be funny to right. get girls, right? Okay. So then you go into a, 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 you know, you come into this arena of comedy where the women, it's it's a, it's like a, a just a village of people who found their way through survival, survival through comedy. Mm-hmm. So now you have women that they perceive to be attractive. And they come at you like, you know, it, the sexism is real and it's 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 brutal sometimes. It's like, you know, you want to get... I remember a comedian who shall remain nameless said to me, you want to go on the road with me? You got to sleep in my room. Ugh. And I was like, I'm good because... I'll stay home. You're not even that funny. <laughs> did he mean that in a sexual <laughs> way? Was, you said you're not even that funny. Did he mean that in a sexual way? Or was he just broke and could only afford? Oh no, he was big. He could afford it. Yeah, yeah. But it, but you know what? He should have paid me to write him some jokes, and Jesus it would have been a much better deal. See, I wonder about that. See, you said he was big because I'm thinking like, what does this, a comedian trying to make it have to offer another comedian trying to make it? Right. No, no. He was established. Yeah. I would I would benefit from being on the road with him because. People knew who he was. But it's like the, everybody has that story. I don't feel special for that. If, you know, like a lot of one likes, a lot of women are like, such and such tried to talk to me. I'm like, such and such tried to talk to everybody. Right. Yeah. Don't it's feel just, special. They, yeah, they do. They're on the road. Shot. It's the percentages. They're maybe. like truckers and baseball players. <laughs> they're on the road all the time. They're used to sleeping with people. So should we assume when we see women on the road with guys? No, that- you shouldn't assume that. Women don't. Okay. No, women. The penalty is different. You know, yeah. you can't. The same, people don't ever think about the extra challenges of being a woman in comedy. You have to worry about your safety when you're on the road. You know, there are, it's just different. Dudes don't walk around in a hotel wondering if they're being followed. They're wow. hoping for it. Uh, you know right. what I mean? Women, I hope someone's in my room waiting for me when I, I open that door. And <laughs> when you, for me, that's a panic attack. Right. You know what I mean? So it's a very different reality. Would you ever flip it? Like if you had the power dynamic, would you ever flip it? Nah, I'm why good. would you want to do that to somebody? And make that yeah, I mean, some women I've seen women do it. I don't. I'm not. I don't. You know what? I don't operate from that. I just. Mm-hmm. I think that you gotta be when you're whole and you feel good about yourself. Mm-hmm. You don't have to, you know, sh- on other people. Now you've had to do stand up during times of your life that were very difficult, where you were going through periods that you were grieving. Yeah. How do you deal with that? Is that really therapeutic for you, or is it something that you're like, I just have to push through? It was hard, you know. Um, and you know what I think about being a comedian and having a certain level of privilege and making the a living doing what I do. There are people who have to go and clean other people's houses when they lose somebody, and they gotta go. They gotta go work, and they don't have the option to walk away, which is what made me say I I can't not work and do my comedy because my grandmother passed away. There are people who don't have that option. My aunt had to go to work when her, you know, mother passed away. So I, it was really hard. It was cathartic. 
And I'll tell you that um, our stories need to be told as people of color. I think it's very important for us to use our our platforms. Uh, my uncle was murdered in a hate crime. He was Puerto Rican. He was gay. He was killed for being gay. And for me, like I, I was like, I gotta go out there and I gotta, I gotta, I gotta represent for him. He, his death could not be in vain. My job just happens to be that I have to make people laugh. And it's part of the healing process. Yeah. For you, for yourself. Yes. And I, I want to commend you for always uh, encouraging black men as the mother of a black man to heal and to seek mental wellness because I think that that we underestimate how important that is for our communities to to really, you know, heal. It's Absolutely. Important. Thank you. I think it's necessary. Now, wait, how do you find humor in that? Because I'm reading, like, your grandmother and uncle kidnapped you from your mother? Yeah, they did. From here. When I do my hour, I'm going to do it in the Bronx. That's where I got kidnapped <laughs> from. But Why did they kidnap you? Because my mother was dating a killer, a murderer, uh, that was on the FBI's most wanted list. What? And they had to kidnap me, or if not, they could have turned him in. Then my mom would go to jail because she was with him. So they had two options. So they saved you, technically. Yeah, they were. They did. They they saved me. They did. They cut all my hair off. It was a real kidnap. It was very traumatic. Wait, so they kidnapped you and, like, changed your identity? Yeah. What? Yes. Did your mom come looking for you or anything? Uh, she didn't, because if she would have come look for me, she was going to go to jail. Because mm -hmm. my grandmother was going to turn them in. So... Wow. Yeah. Did you miss your mom during that time? Like, of I, course. Mm -hmm. You know, no matter how whack your mama is, you always want her. <laughs> you seen the movies. You saw Losing Isaiah. <laughs> how did y'all did y'all ever reconcile? We did. We're still we're good. I love my mom. Mm -hmm. My mom my mom was young. My mom, you know, we are three generations of teenage pregnancy cases. Mm -hmm. Like that's how we do it in my family. <laughs> you said that's how we do it. <laughs> so yeah. Who broke that cycle? Are my they, daughter. Okay. My daughter. Yeah. My daughter is a college graduate. Wow. And um, no babies. And so far, her traumas are minimal. You mm -hmm. know, I'm sure she has her own, but not like ours. Hi, right, we got more with Ida Rodriguez. When we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Ida Rodriguez. Yee. When did you realize that this was going to be something that was sustainable? doing comedy and actually being able to make a good living off of that because I know it's not an easy business to break into. I, I don't know if I'm there yet. You know, it's still, comedy is so, um, comedy is so unpredictable. And with the internet, the dynamics have changed so much as to what being a successful comedian is versus being a great comedian. Oh, you're right. You know what I mean? And so you have to be... It, it, I don't know. Um, what I do know is that right now I'm okay, and what I do is invest my money properly so that I, I can be okay because the, the entertainment business is a wild card, and you have to be able to, to take care of yourself. You can't be dependent on it because it will kill you if you really have to rely on that entertainment business. So when Tiffany calls you to do this special, because she handpicked everybody in this special, what were your initial thoughts? You know, when she called me, it was like a year and a half before we did it. Mm -hmm. And it was when she had just, she was just launched into superstardom. And she was already thinking about other people. And I was like, you you busy right now. Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't think she was going to be able to do it when she said she was going to do it. Because she was so busy and so tired. Only slept in the bed 30-something days in a year. And I was like... You know, I, I I was so thankful, and I said, "Baby, I love you, and I appreciate it." But I just, when it, you know, when it, it it will happen, when it happens, and I will say this about Tiffany Haddish, and I have to say it, 
She took a pay cut for us, and it was a substantial pay cut to create a platform for six people that she cared about, that she believed in and respected as comedians. And I'll tell you this. There are, you hear about all those deals on Netflix mm-hmm. every day, 90 million, 50 mm-hmm. million, 70 million, and you never hear anybody mm-hmm. take anybody with them. She didn't get a fraction of that. And she still took a pay cut and took five people of color with her, one transgender woman and a white woman that comes from a lower income life and said, I'm taking y'all with me. So if you want to, you want to go, you want to give somebody props, you yes. give somebody props for doing that because. You don't hear that about the the fifty million dollar deals, and this is not me trying to take shots at anybody. It's just the truth. Right. She took a, a pay cut, and it was, and she made nowhere near. Where Has she told the story yet? Um, she and I talked about it, but yeah. she she's very she's very uh, quiet about yeah. it. Yeah, and and see that's the thing. Like you know, during that whole Monique situation, mm-hmm. I guess maybe Netflix was trying to prove a point, but Tiff was like, "Nope, I want this." platform and able to put my people on. Yeah. They gave it to her. Yeah. You know, and with respect to Monique, I I really feel that Monique deserves a certain level of respect. And when a woman of color speaks out, they're always, they're going to always call us angry and they're going to always say that we are, I I, I mean, I don't know if the way she handled it might have been the best way for her, but I was not going to shit on Monique. Because I really believe that Monique put put it in, and she paved the way for so many of us. So uh, I did the Shaq All Star Comedy Jam. I did the last You're a finalist. One. I was well. I did the last taping for Showtime. I was the only Latin person to ever tape the Shaq All Star Comedy Jam. She was on it. She paved the way for somebody like me because Latino comedians who are successful are not throwing the rope back to me because I, I claim my blackness. Mm-hmm. It was Shaquille O'Neal. It's Tiffany Haddish. It's Wanda Sykes. Those are the people who've created a way for me. And so I I cannot, I would be remiss to say, you know, whatever. But with regards to Monique, I do believe Monique is worthy of it all. And I'm never going to hate on her for that. What's funny about your circumstance? Everything. I mean, it's all about how you look at life. You know, I'm a, I had a rough life, but so did a lot of other people. And we like to get so caught up in being... We're, we love victimization, and we walk around saying, this happened to me. This ha- this happened to a lot of people. One out of three young black girls and brown girls are sexually abused, and we sit around saying, I got molested. So did a lot of other people. Um, as people of color, one of our ways to heal and to deal with things is to make fun of it. You know, we do the dozens. That's how we cope. And i I rather do that than, you know, drugs and over-sexualized myself. I agree with you. and I mean, But nowadays they say, oh, you're being insensitive. Like, you, you're so insensitive. I'm 41 years old. That's all I knew was growing up teasing everybody for everything. And I used to get the same type of treatment. Yeah, you know what? Is the, the sensitivity and the outrage culture sometimes can be ridiculous. What it does is it, it displaces what needs to really be addressed in terms of what's insensitive and what's wrong. Mm-hmm. And, and the minute that you have people trying to jump... There's so many people trying to jump on the struggle train right now, right? So everybody is now marginalized. Like white women are like, we are. They want to be in the intersectional conversation. <laughs> the reality of it is, is that no, you're not. When you, you know, I'm, I'm so angry right now about what's going on with the immigrants. Like, 
A lot of people are very anti-immigrant. People of color are like, what about, yes, you know, they, they come in here. Louis Farrakhan is a child of an immigrant. He's a yes. Caribbean, just like me. I have more in common Marcus with... Darby. Yeah, Malcolm X. Malcolm X. I have more in common with Louis Farrakhan than some people in Alabama. And they're like, you know, that these, these people are coming here because this belongs to us all. I'm not anti-immigrant. What I will say while I have a platform is to my Latinos... If we want people to be upset about those babies in cages, then we need to be just as angry about Tamir Rice. That yes. is how we create the bonds, and that is how we create solidarity, and that's how we flip the table over. So for me as a Latin woman, it's just as important to me that those babies get out of the cages as well as the little black babies that are in cages that have been in cages for years as part of the, the big play to hold us down. I think that's the main thing. Like, we all have to use our respective privileges to combat prejudice. Men, men got to use our privileges, men, to help women. Straight people got to use their privileges, straight people to help gay people. Whites got to use their privileges, white people to help black people, and so on. And, so on. and gay people got to use their privilege to help women. And mm-hmm. I, I was like, we don't need, I talk about it in my special. I said, <laughs> we don't need pepper spray. We just need to walk around with gay dudes that are strong <laughs> and are willing to <laughs> mind somebody on our behalf. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait to watch this goddamn oh He got <laughs> so excited. <laughs> Charlamagne picked up. Oh, yeah. I go there always. <laughs> what can people expect from this special? They can expect me uh, telling my truth. I focused on my life and my family and where I came from. I'm from the gutter. I grew up in Miami, Florida, between Miami and the Bronx. My mother lives in the heart of Liberty City. And um, when people talk about comedy, a lot of times they like to say, they so ghetto. Oh, they're ghetto. We don't want to... Everybody deserves a voice in comedy. Yeah. I come from the ghetto. I'm everything I am because the ghetto loved me. They stacked themselves up to get me out of the hood, mm-hmm. and they deserve the respect, and I'm going to give it to them every single time I touch the mic. I come from people who don't speak proper English. I come from drug dealers. I come from drug addicts, and those are the most beautiful people on the planet. That's and true. every opportunity I have, I'm going to honor them. Well, listen, uh, Tiffany Haddish's new Netflix series, Day Ready. Day Ready. Is available right now. And Ida Rodriguez has her own set. What is it, 45 minutes? 30. 30 minutes? Yeah. 30 minute set. So well, I can't wait to watch, watch that this. tonight. <laughs> Y'all better. No, I am. I'm definitely in. <laughs> Thank you. What can they follow you on Instagram and Twitter and all that good stuff? Um, Funny Ida, A I D A, that's on. Twitter and Instagram and on Facebook, um, Ida Dot Rodriguez, they, the the haters, um, the white supremacists that hate me, took over one of my Facebook pages. What? <laughs> really? Yeah, they, they come from you. Me. Yeah, I be going in. Uh. Wow. <laughs> well, that's good. That's powerful. Mm-hmm. What they say once they hack you? What they do? They threaten me. They try to uh, dox my address. And, you know all that craziness. Yikes. Yeah. Hey, dog, will holla, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah. Well, keep speaking truth to power, Ida. Appreciate it. It's the Breakfast Club. Thank you. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Let's get to these rumors. Let's talk Nicki Minaj. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. Rumor. On the Breakfast Club. So listen up. Well, we've been hearing Nicki Minaj talk very excitedly about getting married, and now she has officially changed her name on Twitter to. Mrs. Petty. So when you at Nicki Minaj and you see her profile picture, you see her new name with the verified blue check is Mrs. Petty. Now, if you didn't know that young man's name was actually Petty, you, you think she was she just was, being funny. Right. Because yes. I did for a hot split second think that. She was just and being funny. And then I was like, all right, Kenneth Petty. Yeah. It can't be a double entendre, though. 
All right. Now, Katy Perry has been accused of sexual misconduct by a second person. <gasps> we read you last week about the first model who was in her video that said that she sexually harassed him. And it was the uh, anniversary of Teenage Dream. So he did a poll post about it and how she pulled his pants down in front of people. Jeez. Not down. He pulled them out. She pulled down his Adidas sweats and underwear to show his penis and how embarrassing it was for him. Well, now another person has stepped forward, and that is a Russian journalist, Tina Kandalaki. She said that Katy Perry allegedly tried to kiss her without her consent. She said that Katy Perry was allegedly intoxicated, and she attempted to force herself on her. She had to fight her off. She said that led to Katy Perry scanning the party in search of another victim. She said, I managed to fight back. Strength training was not in vain. And Katy instantly found a new victim for kisses, hugs, and dirty dances. Now, what about when that song, I Kissed a Girl and I Liked It, was popping? That is one well, of Katy Perry's classic records. The girl clearly records. didn't like it. You got to mm. mutually clearly against it, huh? If Katie is in a party and the DJ plays that song and she sees a bunch of women singing that song, she would think that she's entitled to just go around. No, you're kissing not those entitled not to just all. kiss anyone just because there's a song about kissing on. Even if you're a woman? No, of course not. Okay. All right, Iggy Azalea has admitted that she does hate some of her own songs. She did an interview with Delish. That, that, that should never come out of her mouth. Well, I'm sure a lot of artists feel like that. They go back and listen to some of their old music when they first came out, and they're like, ugh, this didn't age well. Because some songs don't age well. I respect the honesty, but she's just setting herself up for social media failure with that one. Oh, if the label wants her to put out a record, she might not like it. The label's like, no, put this song out. She said, of course I get sick of my own songs. In fact, some of them I hate. Some songs I make, and they didn't age well. And like a year or two later, I'm like, ugh, what was I thinking? But people still like them. So some of the songs I decide I hate, I still have to perform because the fans want to hear them. So yes, I have gotten sick of a song a lot. Of songs. How many Welcome to the Club tweets did she get? How many YouTube with question mark tweets did she get because of that? I don't know. I didn't pay attention. Mm. All right. And rest in peace and our condolences to Cedric Benson's family, famed running back Cedric Benson. He was a Texas long, Longhorn legend. He died on Saturday night. He was only 36 years old. According to the police in Austin, they said a minivan was trying to cross an intersection and it ran into his motorcycle. Mm-mm-mm. And both Cedric Benson and a woman were pronounced dead at the scene. Oh, there was a there was a woman on the back of his bike? I don't know if it was a woman on the bike oh. or somebody from the car. Yeah. But our condolences again. He was the fourth overall draft pick in 2005. Uh, and hours before that crash, he had posted a photo of a motorcycle on Instagram and he posted my Saturday evening mm. surrounded by hearts. So again, our condolences to Cedric Benson's family and friends. Damn. All right, Meek Mill has done something good for his neighborhood in Philly. He actually refurbished a basketball court in his old neighborhood, and it looks amazing. And he did that with uh, Puma, Rock Nation, and the Philadelphia Parks and Rec Department and other local agencies. So shout-out to Meek Mill, still doing this work out here all the time. Now, Khloe Kardashian posted a, a picture of herself on Instagram, and she wants people to know, this summer I have been focused on me from within. Mind, body, soul, focus, peace, strength. And she posted that picture of herself. Now, along with this story, French Montana did an interview with Hot Living, and he talks about a lot of different things. I guess while they were interviewing him, he was with Drake, and Drake is one of his real friends that he hangs out with all the time. And he talks about a lot of the work that he's doing in Africa. And he also talks about charitable commitments. He said, they're a must, not a maybe. He said, I just feel like a lot of rappers need to be told, you're not going to die with all that money. When you go in that coffin, you're going naked. They need to know that the more you do for others, the better chance you have of getting close to that man upstairs. Then he references The Great Gatsby, 
the young mystery, mysterious millionaire Jay Gatsby. He says Gatsby has the biggest parties in the world and hundreds of millions of people are coming to them. But when he dies, he dies by himself. Why is that? He wasn't helping people. People were coming over to party with him, but he wasn't doing anything to help anyone. That's how a lot of these rappers I see are living their lives. But they need to know that people come to your funeral for what you did for them, not what you did for yourself. Giving back is very necessary. He's absolutely right. You, you'll find your true purpose when you realize it's a uh, service to others. Does my guy French still rap, though? Yes. Yeah. Okay. He got a record out now, Wiggle With uh, Chris Brown. He just did the remix to Pop Smoke. I heard the remix to Pop Smoke. Right. And he also talks about Chloe in the article because, of course, they asked about Chloe. And he said, me and Chloe are always going to be friends, and the family still remains close. I feel like we had a real dope relationship. There was no bad blood. Nobody did something to somebody that we couldn't come back from. The love was real. French hasn't had a big record in a minute, though, right? Mm-mm-mm. I'm thinking about the Unforgettables. Unforgettables, the last and big that project. Record. That was a dope project. Drink he had with Pharrell. Yeah. How long ago was that? Mm, about, I had to be about two years ago, year mm-hmm. and a half ago, two years ago. He's actually on tour with Wiz Khalifa right now. They all on tour. I think they just got off a of tour. Mm-hmm. French need a record. I'm sure he's working. He's got a record out right now. It just came out. Yeah, but he need one that's... All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your Rumor Report. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Now, up next is the People's Choice Mix. Of course, we announced Powerhouse NYC. If you want to see your favorite artist, we're going to be giving away some tickets, all right? So keep it locked in the mix, 800-585-1051. If you want to see Meek Mill, The Migos, Megan Thee Stallion, Saweetie, DeVito, who am else am I forgetting? Uh, of course, there's no list up here. And a host of others. Tickets are on the way, so keep it locked. And Revolt will see you tomorrow. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. EJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. And don't forget Powerhouse NYC. Goes down October 26th. Tickets go on sale this Thursday. If you want to see Lil TJ, Polo G, Saweetie, Megan Thee Stallion, DeVito, Lil Baby, A Boogie with the Hoodie, The Baby, Meek Mill, and Migos, uh, we're going to be having more tickets to give away. But get your tickets this Thursday. And also, shout out to everybody that was, uh, I guess, out at Tycoon Weekend. 50 Cent had one of the biggest pool parties I've ever been to. Everybody was there from YFN Lucci, Trey Songz, Casanova, DeVito, Snoop Dogg. Um, so many people were in that building. Um, I'm trying to think who else was there. Fabulous. You. Meeg. Shout out to Clue. <laughs> uh, Spin King. It was just, it was just dope. So Did Wendy was Williams just, get in? Wendy Williams was there. She didn't get all the way in. She, she got, got halfway in. She got like a little win. She didn't get it. She didn't make it upstairs to the actual party part, but she got like in the lobby area. I wondered if somebody text Fifty and say, "Yo, Fifth, uh, Wendy's out here," or did his people just know? Nope, Wendy, you're not allowed in. That's a good question. That's a good question, but she didn't. She didn't make it upstairs. She wasn't on the list. Yeah, she wasn't on the list. <laughs> she, she wasn't on the list. So shout out to Fifty. Said shout out to Anna. Had a good time this weekend. Now, when we come back, we got the positive notes, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, you got a positive note? Yeah, man. First of all, I want to salute everybody who came out to my annual backpack and school supply giveaway uh, this past Saturday in Mons Corner, South Carolina. Uh, we gave away a whole lot of backpacks, and we had a fish fry as well, so we had fried fish and shrimp. That's probably why my stomach is all... Messed up this morning, but I uh, salute to DJ Nala Simone for providing the soundtrack. Salute to Sprayground for, you know, uh, blessing us with some backpacks. You all are appreciated. Now, the positive note is simply this. Needing approval is like saying your view of me is more important than my own opinion of myself. You don't need to seek nobody's approval but your own. Breakfast club, bitches! You all finished or y'all done?